the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Yo, we're cracking the mic on a Friday in the middle of August, August the 11th. Happy birthday, Judge David Lewis, my partner here at Idala Bertuna. And Cameron, I'm sitting at my desk. If I sound like a little, you know, little stanco, which means tired in Italian, um, you know, it's been, it's been a day. Uh, we got I still have a great show for you. I'm going to have... Uh, the head of the Changer, Chamber of Commerce of Queens, Thomas Gretsch, coming up. <clears throat> Talking a little bit about brothels. Yes, brothels. You know what brothels are. Um, in Queens, it's a big problem. Uh, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what life was like at my first, I guess it's called hip-hop. I don't know the difference between rap and hip-hop, but we'll see if we can figure that out. Because um, I went to the 50 Cent concert last night with... Um, Imran, and um, actually from my law firm, uh, Alex came, and Diana came, and, and my son Luca was there as well. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that, because that was a little bit of a, I don't want to say a life-altering experience, but it was definitely an experience. Um, and I, I, we were invited to the VIP party afterwards. Imran went, but I couldn't go, because I went home and caught a little shut-eye before I went and hosted the Piscopo in the Morning Show this morning for four hours with Al Gattulo and Joe Sibelia, which was great. And I've been um, doing some work since and following the news and following the legal news. And, you know, when you're a criminal defense attorney and and things go bad for a client, like I, I feel their pain, so to speak. And the indicted FTX founder... This big money, million dollar money case, Sam Bankman Freed, uh, who is indicted. He's out. He's been out on uh, bail. And uh, apparently he gave an interview to um, the New York Times. And in the interview, he also gave personal writings of his former, I guess, girlfriend and business associate. Her name is Caroline Ellison. And the judge, so the prosecutors, as they do right away, this is the Southern District of New York. Those of you who listened yesterday, this is where I was yesterday. These are prosecutors who, for the most part, they don't really, you know, it's not a lot of, they don't give you a lot of leeway. Um, And um, so as soon as this, this came out, they said to the judge, judge, we believe he's intimidating a witness and he's got to be jailed. And um, 
the defense attorney representing him, Mark Cohen, said, Judge, he just gave an interview uh, This is to the New York Times. I mean, let's use some common sense. If you're going to intimidate a witness, do you do it through the New York Times or you, do you do it through uh, other means that are a little bit more intimidating? I mean, I, I don't know. And there's no allegation here of, like, defamation or anything like that. It's the actual writings um, of his girlfriend and but the prosecutor said well judge lewis kaplan who you know he was appointed by judge kaplan was appointed by bill clinton i had said the other day that um judge castell was appointed by uh clinton but actually castell was appointed by george w bush frank from staten island actually brought that to my attention so thank you frank um this, <clears throat> this is the same judge judge kaplan who uh, just presided over the Donald Trump civil trial, the um, E. Jean Carroll trial. Uh, So today, um, the judge said, well, come to court and I'm going to make a decision. Now, I will tell you as a a lawyer who does these kinds of things, and now we're determining are we revoking bail and putting him in or not, when the judge says come to court, and we're going to make, uh, I'll let you know my decision, that, that's it's not a good sign. Now, the judges could be coming him in, having him come in to just dress him down and say, you know, here's the best case scenario. Look, I'm going to let you out. However, I'm changing your bail restrictions. and I don't want you to talk to the press. I'm putting a gag order on. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm tightening these measures up. Or, and what happened here is, yep. I, I'm, I think you did intimidate someone, and now I am jailing you. And that's what happened. He, The kid's father was there. Um, his, um, his mother was there. My friend Jim Harkins, who is a former uh, detective, who's now a private investigator, who has been escorting this kid in and out of court, is there. His picture's all over the papers. I'll call him this weekend to check in. Um, what is clear to me, at the least, is this kid, since he's been in house arrest, seems to have lost a lot of weight. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think so. Um, <clears throat> on July 26th, they were in court, and the judge um, had already told him that he's not allowed. He put a gag order on him. So um, the judge then asked for both sides to uh, tell him, okay, should he go to jail from the prosecutor's side and should he not go to jail on the defense attorney's side? Look, I will tell you straight up, um, Judge Kaplan is known as being, you know, somewhat heavy-handed. And he was very heavy-handed when I was in the courtroom with Mr. Takapina, uh, who was defending President Trump. Um, And, you you know, he's very nice when I see him off the bench, but, you know, when he's on the bench, he's... He's tough. I'm not saying he's not fair, and he's done kind of right by me and my clients, but uh, that's the big legal story in the news is that this guy, and now here's just the practical effect on him and on on his attorney. There's like hundreds, I'm sorry, thousands of documents here, and when someone is out on, is in even a house arrest, you know, you write a letter to the court and say, can you come to my office so we can go over this paperwork, and you can you know, sit with your client and go over things. But when he's in prison, and I'm assuming he's going to the MDC in Brooklyn, because the MCC in Manhattan, which is the federal prison, is, is closed. 
it's just really hard. I mean, it, it really is difficult to prep your clients appropriately when they are in that location. It's interesting because one of my clients who's in Rikers Island right now, um, there's some very pertinent videos of him uh, that we have. Well, not of him, thank God, but of the incident that we have. And I, I didn't know if he had the ability to see them, but he said, yes, if I send them a USB and, and put my you know my name on and legal this and that, that, they will take him to the library and he can actually watch it. So that's actually something that's on my list of things to do. Um, in less local news and more national news, Attorney General Merrick Garland announced that Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss, who was appointed by Donald Trump, would be given special counsel authority in the ongoing Hunter Biden investigation. Um, now, it's odd that, you know, I don't know all over the country, but in New York, in the Southern District, and in, in Brooklyn, Queens, and in Long Island, the Eastern District, almost always when there's a new administration at the top, meaning in the White House, you change those U.S. attorneys. Um, the exception was going to be pre-Parara here in the Southern District. Trump said he was going to keep him on. <clears throat> then he thought better of it, and he fired him. Um, here, Biden, who's from Delaware, knows Delaware intimately, did not fire David Weiss, who Trump had put in there, which raises eyebrows like, I, like you know, why not? It's just, again, I can't really speak for Delaware, but here in um uh, here in New York, that that would really be the exception to the rule. So people are saying, well, does, is the fix in? Does um, Biden know that Weiss is not going to go after him? So it's um, he's not going to go after Hunter. So I, I, I'll dig a little deeper into this over the weekend, and we will be um, we'll talk about it on Monday. Well, we won't talk about it on Monday because Monday we have this really big show, um, which I'm pretty excited about. You know the. Um, it's like the heads of, I mean, you can hear me read the commercial on it, but I'll tell you what it really is. It's really the heads of all these neighborhood uh, business improvement districts who these guys really, I mean, this is their job. Like, they get paid a lot of money to run these things. These aren't, like, volunteered positions. Um, you know, everyone's talking about the migrants here, right here on 45th and Madison, um, about, you know, uh, tourism, whether it's up, whether it's down, restaurants are opening, restaurants are closing. The, the guests we're going to have on on Monday, if you really want to know what's going on, they know what's going on. Like, they're living it. So um, Monday's a show that you need to listen to uh, if you want to know the truth. See, I, I, I try not to be – I try to be entertaining while not being an entertainer. So I'm not just saying things that I think you want to hear or I should be saying. I'm trying to find some facts and some evidence to provide to you in an entertaining way. So we're going to come back with Tom Gretsch. He's the Queens Chamber of Commerce chair. He's been on the show before. We're going to talk about hookers in Queens, live and local here on AM 970, The Answer.
Gregory Floyd, host of Reaching Out, gets answers to the tough questions from people in the know. Joining us is Councilman Ben Kellis. What do you think about the labor movement post-Janus? What are you hearing? I've spoken to public service labor unions all over the city and state, and they are telling me that they are stronger than ever. Members of labor know what's at stake, and they're not falling for any of the stuff that's coming out of Washington. They know that Janus was an attack on labor, and frankly, they know that no one's looking out for them other than their labor union. So I see folks getting more involved, and I think that if labor members get involved in their unions, I think that you can define who will be the next president of the United States of America, the next mayor of the city of New York, the next borough president in Manhattan, and the next council members, because everything's up for grabs. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd at a new time, Saturday afternoon at 2.30 and again at 9 p.m. on AM 970, The Answer. So let's talk about um, the sponsors of this show, the Idola Power Hour, my friends at Bay Ridge Honda, because here we are. We're in the dog days of summer, the middle of August. And you know what Bay Ridge Honda's doing? They're turning up the heat by saving you $1,500. Yep, $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. The Sabah family has been running and operating this location for over 60 years. Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, the Bronx, they all choose Bay Ridge Honda. You can browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President award-winning dealership and right now get zero percent apr financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 honda models all month long plus receive fifteen hundred dollars when you turn in with your trade or lease when you purchase your next car with bayridge honda and if you don't buy from bayridge honda they'll buy your car from you so visit them at fourth avenue and 88th street in bayridge brooklyn or online at bayridgehonda.com that's bayridgehonda.com these deals are available to qualified buyers additional fees may apply see dealer for details sale ends august 30th 2023 Oil investments involve a high degree of risk, and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major your investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Connors and Sullivan, we all know that planning for the future is important. Are you and your family protected? If you're not around to make decisions, who will? Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? The time to plan is now. Do you need a will, a trust, a power of an attorney, a health care proxy, a living will, an estate plan? The goal of the lawyers at Connors & Sullivan is always the protection of your rights and interests. They've been helping people like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. Visit them for a no-obligation free consultation. 
Call Connors and Sullivan today to schedule a free in-person initial consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Or visit their website at connorsandsullivan.com. And remember what Mike Connors always says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is... Not planning at all. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey.com. <laughs> Sam Bellino always playing a song that links into the segment. I try. Rocks! Rocks! Sam Blair, I didn't say hello to you today, man. What's up? Hey, what's going on? Man? Well, let's be honest. Let's tell the viewers, <laughs> I, the listeners, I actually did say hello to you today. What time was that? You did. Uh, you, I saw you for the first time at like 9.20 when I walked into the studios this morning. Yeah, and uh, we had a little libation. It was very nice. Yes, it was. And uh, thanks to Al Gattulo. And uh, Roxanne is a woman who walked the streets for money and uh, Sting didn't care if it was wrong or if it was right. But Tom Kresh, who is the Queen's Chamber of Commerce president, he does care uh, if it's wrong or it's right because it's wrong. And he wants to fix this this situation out in Queens. So without further ado, a regular guest here on the Idola Power Hour, Mr. Queen's Chamber of Commerce himself, who has an unbelievable reputation. Anytime his name comes up, everyone raves about what a great guy he is. Welcome back to the show, Tom. Arthur, thank you. You're too kind. I'm really happy to be here today. Well, why don't you tell us what's going on with the sex market in Corona, Queens? So, you know what? Uh, we are the most diverse place on Earth. And frankly, that area over there probably is the most diverse zip code in America. And uh, the challenges that we face are kind of simple. I mean, we are a nation of rules. We are a nation of laws. And right now, it's lawless over there. And I understand that there's opportunities and there's um, conversations on both sides of the equation. But, but listen, at the end of the day, we've got to have some order in the chaos, right? New York is a crazy, crazy place to live and to do business. But we've got to be able to say you've got to be licensed, you've got to be registered, you've got to follow some rules, whether they're commerce rules, whether they're uh, rules regarding sanitation and health. And right now, it's all out the window. And um, I'm thinking more and more about what uh, Councilman Francisco Moya is saying that's really, really important is that, listen, we've got to make sure that we've got people there that are offering healthy food. They're not camped out in front of folks that own a brick-and-mortar building. And for the record, I understand about the food carts. Food carts are quintessential New York. But when you've got two or three folks selling vegetables in front of a vegetable store, not exactly – a conducive environment. But but right now it's lawless over there, and I think it's really important that there's some adherence to rules and regulations. All right, so let's dig a little deeper. Um, you know, back in the old days, I think cops used to, you know, maybe take a little envelope or get a couple of steaks in a bag and look the other way at prostitution. Um, now it's, it's not the police officers who aren't willing to do their job. Uh, I think many of the district attorneys uh, have made this policy decision that they're not going to prosecute, whether it be the Johns or the prosecu- or the prostitutes, which, in my humble legal opinion, uh, means that the prosecutors themselves are violating the law 
because when they get sworn in on you, typically January the 1st of whatever year they're supposed to be sworn in, they say they swear to uphold the laws of the state of New York and the United States of America. And then one of the laws has to do with, um, you know, prostitution is illegal. Now, what Joe Hines, the Brooklyn DA, used to do was in addition to arresting the prostitutes, he arrested the Johns. And there was something called, he had called John School. And what would happen was they get, the Johns would get arrested and uh, their case would get adjourned. And in the middle of that adjournment, that month, one month, six weeks adjournment, they'd have to go on a Saturday, I think, into the DA's office and watch like a two or three hour video and hear a lecture or something like that about what the life of a prostitute is like and how horrible it is. And it was really like a deterrent device. Uh, you know, he didn't just beat up on the prostitutes. He just, he, you know, it's a supply and demand kind of thing. Um, and now, I, I, I mean, I don't know in Queens what Melinda Katz's policy is. But I do know in other boroughs, um, the DAs are not prosti- prosti- <laughs> prosecuting the prostitutes. Um, Tom, I know there's an aspect of this where landlords of these, um, I don't know what you want to call them, brothels, are going to landlord-tenant court, and they're losing. Do you know anything about that? Well, a, a little bit. But I will say that Melinda Katz is a really good DA, right? She follows the letter, the rule, and the, and the spirit of the law. The challenge is, is that... Some of the conventional wisdom in, in places like Queens and other places in our great city are flaunting those rules. But, but D.A. Katz is, is an earnest, hardworking D.A., and I'm not just saying that. She really, really is. But there's got to be more than one solution. And I think the most important thing across the city are things like enforcement, whether it's fare evasion. We can talk about congestion pricing and the $550 million that goes out the window every year from folks that, have, that, that evade the fares the things like the rules regarding permitting. I get it. There ought to be more permits for street vendors. But right now, the city's playing catch-up. They're behind the eight ball. And, and really importantly, the prostitution thing isn't just prostitution. I'm seeing videos out there that I've been sent by some storekeepers that are in Espanol and other languages that kind of teach people how to engage a prostitute and how to engage and skirt the rules that are out there, the laws that are out there. So at the end of the day, to me, Arthur, and, and your listeners, it's about enforcement. The cops are in a tough, tough spot. The DA in Queens, I can only speak for the DA in Queens, is in a really tough spot. But at the end of the day, again, we're a nation of rules and laws, and we've got to kind of find a way to enforce those and, and also, frankly, be somewhat kind to those people that are trying to have um, um, a living by being a food cart vendor. There's plenty of places in Queens that are food deserts. And lots of the stuff these folks serve are, for the most part, pretty healthy, right? There's things like fruit and vegetables and an occasional empanada. But you have to camp out in front and attract all kinds of different people at all hours of the night. We've got to have some rules and regulations that are enforceable and that are enforced by the police and the DA. And and even more than that, and there's sheriffs that we have, and there's New York, and there's, there's city marshals. You know, we kind of need to bring everyone in. You know, I'm going through some of the paperwork here uh, regarding the lawsuit uh, brought in landlord-tenants court from, by the landlord. And, you know, I understand the judges have to abide by the letter of the law as, as well. But, I mean, if you look at some of the pictures... I mean, it's obvious what what's going on here. I mean, there are basically little stalls almost with curtains around them, with beds in the middle, with big, um, literally like fish bowls full of condoms. 
and uh, disinfectants and everything. <clears throat> They're going to, to uh, the land. The landlords are going to court to try to get them um, evicted. And it, it just it's just not happening at this at this point. And it's got to be frustrating as heck. And I, you know, I don't know what's going on. With all the marijuana shops, let me ask you this, Tom. We're talking to Tom, the head of uh, the Chamber of Commerce in Queens. Is uh, Queens like Brooklyn, where every four blocks is another illegal marijuana store? There, there are, and and the sheriff uh, Miranda is, is doing his level best. But I got the sense overall, it's like whack-a-mole, right? One, they close one or two, and two or three more pop up. Uh, again, it's about the enforcement situation, and I, I think about it in terms of. You know, how could this be happening in the greatest city in the the greatest city in, in the U.S.? Why are there not people out there? And, and by the way, Arthur, there and for your listeners, there is a silent majority that thinks to themselves, "I know because they call me all the time." What is going on? Why is there no enforcement? We do have rules and regulations. We do have laws that have to be abided by. The challenge is, I think people are afraid to call for lots of reasons. There's obviously illicit activity going on, whether they're prostitution rings or gangs or whatever else. And people are just downright afraid. But and, and some folks might criticize and say, you know, you're supposed to be a business organization. But this is all about commerce. This is all about people being able to live the American dream. I, I meet people all the time out in the street that are saying to me, you know, Mr. Gretsch, please, por favor, can you get people to come here and enforce the rules and regulations? It's just not being done. And it's to our overall detriment because we want those street vendors, right, to be able to go and learn how to be an entrepreneur and then hopefully someday open up a brick and mortar instead of just being outside to the elements with, you know, they got these cases of illegal propane tanks under the L. It's it's really kind of nuts. But at the end of the day, um, I really do think that enforcement, again, is the key, key issue that's lacking right now. And it's definitely what's lacking in the whole cannabis marijuana industry. And, and, you know, I had a guest on the show in the very beginning when I started almost two years ago now who runs a store out in the West Coast. And he said, Arthur, if you guys don't kick this thing off with major enforcement and major uh, penalties for anyone who doesn't comply, uh, it's never going to work. And we're definitely in that going down that path. And I will tell you, Tom, and I, you don't have to comment, but <clears throat> I am of the opinion now that the marijuana thing is legal, the gambling thing is legal, prostitution can't be far behind. I mean, it's, you know, just look at Vegas and other places and it's not the way, not I mean, the way I want to go. No, and I think when it comes to the marijuana piece, listen, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the law of the land, right? So at the end of the day, I, I know I'm very, very much pro, obviously, pro-business and the small business landlord. But those folks that are out there that are renting their storefronts, their ground floor storefronts to illegal shops, they ought to be held to the, to the highest level of, of prosecution for, for allowing you know, illicit activity to happen in their storefronts, whether it's a prostitution place. You mentioned about the situation with the fish bowls on the second and third floor, some of these places. But right down on the first floor, that first floor retail, if you're renting to, a, to a, an illegal establishment, I want to see Miranda, the sheriff, I want to see the PD out there locking these guys up and saying it's not going to stand anymore. We can't do it because there's so many folks that are trying to live the American dream. You know, Arthur, I get asked all the time about, for the most part, why is a relative peace and tranquility in Queens County when it comes to race relations, ethnicity. And I always comment about the fact that 
these people are living the American dream. The moms and the dads, the dads and the moms, the moms and the moms, whoever, are all working multiple jobs to, to provide for their family and live the dream. Nobody wants to live this way. Nobody at all wants to live in an environment where there's this kind of, like, lawlessness and not following any rules and regulations. Look, I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, when um, Mayor Giuliani came in and the, all the, there were those squeegee men, um, they, uh, I think they helped me say, I'm, I'm going to mess up the number, but it was like, you know, we had this squeegee epidemic. <clears throat> I think it was like 70 of the guys throughout the whole city, squeegee people. And if you just get those 70 out, you know, and you don't even have to get all 70 out, you get half of them out and the other half kind of get the message to disappear. Um, and then, you know, I had um, Police Commissioner Ray Kelly on the on the line this week, and he was basically saying, and and Bratton the week before, and Tom, you know, they're saying we're, the, our guys are making the arrests and they're not being prosecuted the way they should be. So there's definitely some work to be done. Um, I know I need to let you go, uh, but I want to thank you for uh, coming on. You know, I'm doing this uh, show on Monday with all the business improvement districts from the whole, like, Midtown area. So I'm pretty fired up about that. If you're anywhere near the city, I know you know every single one of them. Uh, come on by and say hello Monday night. I would love it. we got 14 bids in the great borough of Queens, all earnest, hardworking people trying to help their small businesses not only get ahead but just stay level right at this point. And, you know, I, just one more point, if I may. Um, I was asked a few months ago to go to City Hall with, by the mayor with a bunch of other um, chambers of commerce and some bids and other organizations for the retail theft strategy. And some of the stories I heard from big stores in Manhattan, like Macy's and Walgreens, and then people in Queens lament the fact that the corner Rite Aid closed. There's a reason for that. When you go to lock up razor blades and deodorant and toothpaste, um, it's just a degradation of our society um, when it comes to, like, the social compact. And I think you're going to learn a lot when you talk to those bids next week. Love to stop by and see you. Always a pleasure to be on your show. All right. There you go, Tom, the man who runs Queens. We're going to take a, uh, a quick break here, Sam Bellino. What do you think? You think it's time to, like, chill out for a couple yeah, minutes? So. and Bottom of the hour. And um, we're going to come back. I got a little Padre Luz libation. And I think I'm going to ask um, someone in this office who was at the 50 Cent concert with me last night to uh, join us on the radio so you can hear what, what their perspective is so you don't hear my totally skewed perspective. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Hey, Kevin McCullough, hoping you have a great weekend. And if you don't have anything else to do, join us tonight for 7 o'clock's Radio Night Live because I doubt you know the difference between a fairy hawk and a savannah banana. And if you don't, you need to listen. That's tonight at 7 on Radio Night Live. Want more AM 970 The Answer? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am970theanswer.com or download our AM 970 The Answer app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM 970 The Answer. This is Mike Gallagher. Sign up today for an unforgettable experience in Israel this October. Dennis Prager and I are traveling to the Holy Land on the Stand with Israel tour with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. This is a trip of a lifetime. You don't want to miss it. Register today before it's too late. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com, or call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519. And together, let's Stand with Israel. All right, let's talk about Plaza College because these guys are giving you or someone you know such a tremendous opportunity. You know, it's kind of back to school time and it's a time. I mean, I remember when I finished 
the um, summer after I took the bar exam, and uh, I you know I didn't know what I was going to do because I didn't have a job. It's just a weird. You know what I was you know I was doing sample. You know, all my friends after Labor Day had jobs, and I didn't. I had gotten rejected from the Manhattan DA's office where Diana Fabi Sampson and John Esposito, my partners. Yeah, but did, did they have jobs they liked though? No, no, no. It was a cool job. The Manhattan DA's office was a cool job. That's where I wanted to work. Right. I wound up doing just fine. But that Tuesday, Wednesday after Labor Day, um, I was literally in my basement apartment in Queens, Fresh Meadow, Queens, um, watching Days of Our Lives, shooting darts, and drinking like a Schlitz or Schmitz beer, whatever <laughs> was the cheapest beer, and being all like down in the dumps. Eventually, I figured it out. But it's a real disheartening time like you're in this like nowhere land and plaza college you know matt was there with me joan was there it's it can provide so many opportunities for you because they have all these different schools that you could go to and they're not long-term schools they're relatively short-term schools that can really put you on your feet and give you a career for life the one I'm going to talk about, as you know, because it's part of my profession, is court reporting. Um, Plaza College's accelerated program in court reporting will allow you to speed your way into the legal field. You'll do very well financially, but you don't have to go to law school. Court reporting is an in-demand lucrative career with flexibility that more people are getting to know about. I speak to district attorney's offices often, and they're in dire need of court reporters. Courts, schools, television stations, they're all seeking these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions, different kinds of classes, live shows, sporting events. And there is a national shortage of court reporters. So the National Court Reporters Association has partnered with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning to see if you like it. The program is called A to Z, and it's being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. Sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. I'm super excited about the conversation I just had with Alex Kinsella over at Route 22 Toyota. He was catching me up on the landscape of the automotive industry, and I got to tell you, he really seems to have it figured out. Alex and his entire team over at Route 22 Toyota in Hillside, New Jersey, makes the entire car shopping experience easy. He let me know that while inventory levels are far from perfect, they finally got a nice selection of new cars over at Route 22 Toyota, including RAV4 and Highlanders. Plus, they're holding inventory inventory for local New Jersey residents versus selling them to people calling from out of state. Call Route 22 Toyota at 973-705-8905 and let the team show you one of the area's largest selections of new Toyota vehicles. And be sure to check out their huge selection of pre-owned and Toyota certified used vehicles while you're there. That's 973-705-8905. And remember to tell them that Joe Piscopo sent you. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. Have you been injured in a construction site accident? Have you fallen from a scaffold, ladder, or height while on the work site? If the answer is yes, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. In most cases, the law in New York favors you as the plaintiff if injured in a fall while working on someone else's property. It is important 
important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We're always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Cammons at 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Cammons, fighting for justice, fighting for you. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We return now with lifetime New Yorker and legal analyst, attorney Arthur Idala, and the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Little Beastie Boys. Now, this is um, uh, like the closest I ever came to rap was like listening to the Beastie Boys. And I was talking to Al Gatula this morning, who's really very, very knowledgeable in the area of music. I said, you know, is Beastie Boys, are they hip hop? Are they rap? Are they rock? They're kind of a little bit of, of it all, depending on what song you're listening to. But last night, um, I went to, I was invited to, and I, I got six tickets. I took Luca, and then I handed Imran the other four two, the other four tickets, and he brought his wife, and he invited uh, some of the lawyers who work on the 50 Cent case with us. Um, well, the uh, associate, no, what do you call him? The paralegal? Sorry, it's been a long day, folks. Um, Alex is here, and um, he invited Diana Fabi Sampson, who sits across from me. Um, and I want to ask Diana, since I spoke about it this morning on Piscopo in the morning, maybe people are tired of hearing me talk about it. Um, just, <clears throat> just give a little assessment or give the listeners a little vibe. Like what was last night? Like, like just it's theater of the mind, so they can't see it. So tell them what okay. it was like. This is what it was like. Yeah, this music, it was it was a lot of fun. I'm not I, like I'm not someone who really knows much about rap. I'm definitely not of the rap generation. I went mostly out of curiosity. I was warned against going by people of my generation. But Why I thought, you, you know what? Were you, were you really? Yeah, because you know people would say, you know, it's it's like glorifies violence and it's anti-cop and it's this and it's that and. I just thought, you know what, I I I just I do some rap songs I like, and I you know I just thought I'm gonna go. I think it'll be fun, and actually it was. It was incredibly entertaining. It was a wonderful show. The there were dancers, and they were fantastic. I mean, really amazing hip hop dancers. And the you know there was there were some uh, rap okay, artists okay. that I liked better than others. Mm-hmm. I thought Fifty Cent was really like a cut above the rest, as he should have been. You know, they were all kind of the prelude to him, right? In yeah. The well, there was, concert. The, the, the odd part was it was like it was like imagine a band like like we know about. So let's just say it was like Bruce Springsteen was playing, and Bruce would play like three songs, and then all of a sudden like the Goo Goo Dolls come out and play a song with him, and then they leave, and then Bruce plays two songs, and then the Gin Blossoms come out and play two songs with him. It was they were kind of rappers mixing in and out, but Fiddy was on the stage almost. Well, all he the wasn't. Time. Yeah, but he came in, in the very beginning. It was not was, him. It yeah, was, exactly. Um, oh God, I know who it was a minute ago. I forget the name. They were crazy, but yeah. we heard a lot of cursing. 
Yeah, there was a lot of cursing, but you know, I think you kind of have to when you when you decide to go and experience something new and out of your comfort zone and maybe not something you're familiar with, you have to like do that suspension of disbelief. Like I'm just going to let this art flow over me and see how I react to it. And I have to say I had a lot of fun. I mean, Arthur says that I was using hand gestures that, that meant things that I didn't know they meant. I'm not sure he's right about that. I looked it up on Google. I don't see where I did anything. You and Samara, Mrs. Ansari, you guys were you guys were having a good time. Uh, as we you were should. doing what everyone else was doing in the crowd, you know. Yeah, and, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, just tell them like the the decibel level of the oh, music. Oh yeah, I the, mean my it was like the percussion was in our in our chest, just like bursting out. It was so loud and so, you know, it was it was intense. It was an intense experience, but my ears seemed to have survived it. It was yeah, it was had, good. I had napkins shoved in my Yes. Head. Arthur Arthur was a little bit resistant to the experience. I really just opened myself up to it. I really enjoyed it. I mean I'm not saying I'm, you know, become an aficionado, but I really did enjoy it. And it was, you know, it was very professional. It was a no, great it was, experience. It was very and a fabulous venue. If you've never been to the Barclays Center for something you ought to make a point of going. No, no, it was beyond very professional. I mean, it was the it height was, of. It know, was. Uh, there was so much pyrotechnics going on. Oh I mean, wow! Just I felt me, the heat of it. Didn't yeah, you? Yes, it must have taken. I don't know, but it had to cost like two, three million dollars more, maybe five million dollars, just for the stage show, just to set it up, break it down. The, the the technology that there were all these rotating huge cubes that had all kinds of pictures and graphics. I mean, it was yeah, and there was confetti being shot all over the place. Now, the one thing that you're not really giving an accurate <laughs> depiction of is when you say, "Oh, there were these dancers who were incredible." They were basically strippers. Okay, you I mean, call them strippers. I thought they were very talented dancers. They were strippers are very talented. I didn't see any poles. No, there were no poles, but they were flipping. Yes, they I were, mean they, they weren't were... stripping, but they did have very. They were very scantily clad, as are most dancers. Oh really? Usually, when you, when you go to the Met to the ballet. Is, oh, is that how they dress like that? Where they, they don't have much on, a even little, though a little thread up their butt. <laughs> like that's the story, just holding things on. No, it was it was a an event. Um, since I have the pleasure of having you here, Diana, I know that you are currently working on the Harvey Weinstein um, reply, which means we put in our appeal to the Court of Appeals. They have now responded with their arguments why his case should not be reversed. And now you get to put in a reply. Tell the listeners a little bit about, you know, like what's the difference between the reply that you're doing versus the original appeal that you did months ago? I'm going to respond to any, you know, their arguments. Obviously, they responded to mine. And now if if something they say was not adequately, you know, forecast in my original brief, I'm going to respond to it. But, you know, what I'd like to do, um, ideally, is kind of maybe have just a, a newer kind of look at it that maybe catches a judge that might not have been otherwise persuaded up to now. And I also want to set the table for Arthur, who is a phenomenal in-courtroom uh, speaker and persuader, um, who's going, Arthur's going to be doing the oral argument in the Weinstein case. And I want to give him a, as, you know, best I can kind of a launching pad with this reply brief. But it's great because we get, you know, we don't very often get 
the final say, do we? No. And in no, this no. case, we do. Well, for now, we do. Then we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, the judges will get the final say. We'll keep our fingers crossed. The last question I wanted to ask you is, Diana, they just handed down this new indictment in Washington, D.C. about President Trump. Um, you've been a lawyer for decades, and you've seen many, many indictments. And um, I know how we all feel about the indictment here in your former office, the Manhattan DA's office. Um, what are your thoughts about the whether you want to talk about the Florida indictment or you want to talk about the Washington indictment? Well, I didn't want to really talk about the Trump indictments, Arthur, but since you're because truthfully, since I have this incredibly difficult day job, I haven't, you know, done the homework I should have done to really speak about it. But yes, but I will admit, I will admit to a certain degree, oh, a lot of skepticism over this, this, these, these indictments. Um, You know, I, I, is that just because you, you, you're a registered Republican? That's what you say. No, no, I'm asking. I didn't say that. I'm asking you. I said, is that because? No, it's not because. Oh, okay. So go ahead. No, it's not because. So why do you have the skepticism? That. Where's the skepticism coming from? Because I think it's. I, I I don't think there was a crime committed, and I think this is a you know this is a stretch. This is this. You're last... talking about the in the Washington yeah, D.C. Yeah. Case. Yeah. You don't think and there's I a think crime it's... because he really believed that the election was stolen, and therefore. And therefore, he would say. I think he did. Okay. I think he did believe it in the same way Gore believed it and Hillary believed it. Oh, I mean, oh. I've been around. I've been around for a while, so I've heard many, many losing candidates claim um, not to have lost. All right. Well, we're, we're going to come back. We're going to keep Diana here because I want to torture her a little bit more. It is six forty-seven. We are very, very live here in the office. Imran's still here, and Espo's still here. We're working hard at dial up or tune in cameras. We're going to come back with Padre lose libations and some final thoughts of the week. Don't go away. I want to introduce you to a unique healthcare provider that may make your life easier called InfuCare RX. Under the watchful eye of my good friend Devin Patel, founder and CEO, InfuCare RX is a leading nationwide specialty infusion pharmacy provider for patients with complex conditions. If you're currently in need of infusion services, whether IV or sub-Q infusions, InfuCare RX can offer a positive lifestyle change by providing these services in the comfort of your home rather than from a clinic or hospital. Patients of InfuCare RX have access to their full clinical team via phone and digital access 24-7, 365. Speak with your doctor and see if you're a candidate for the safe and convenient at-home infusion services of InfuCare RX. To review the services, please go to InfuCareRx.com. That's I-N-F-U-C-A-R-E-R-X.com. InfuCare RX, improving quality of life one patient at a time all right so this monday night the 14th coming right up we got two hours of the power hour so it's the power hours and an s and it's not an apostrophe s there's fabi it's just a straight up s we're going to be in pershing square terrace right across from grand central and uh, we're going to be outside god willing the willing the weather's going to cooperate i know my man fred cerullo who's the president of the grand central partnership he's going to be there and I'm going to be interviewing uh, all of the heads of what's called the Midtown Business Improvement District Coalition. It's a partnership of all the business improvement districts here and basically around the Midtown area. They came together last year 
to kind of work on Midtown, safer streets and the solutions, looking on solutions for quality of life issues right here in Midtown. So we're talking about the Times Square Alliance, our man Tom, Tom Harris, Grand Central Partnership, our man Fred Cirillo, the Garment District Alliance, the Madison Avenue bid, the East Midtown Partnership, the Fifth Avenue bid, and the Hudson Yards Hell Kitchen Alliance. These are the people who really have their fingers on the pulse of Midtown. So if you don't want to like read about it and, and you don't know what you're reading or listen about it while entertainers try to entertain you, if you want to hear the facts uh, coming from the people who have their fingers on the pulse of these very like micro little districts, tune in on Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. Um, and we're going to talk about everything from the real estate in the area, the restaurants, the bars, the shopping, the whole nine yards. Nothing's going to be off the table. Listen to the Author Idola Power Hour for two hours Monday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Go, 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 Charlie. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. We're going to sip a party like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give a fuck. So I'm looking at Diana, who's uh, a very young lady. It's been a lawyer for 40 years almost. Um... And she's hip-hop and bouncing all over the place. Sam Bellino, I don't know what to tell you, man. I, <laughs> the world's getting crazy. Even Johnny Beach just walks in. Johnny, that's where he sees her bouncing around. He goes, oh, my God. Must be Friday. It must be Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. It's late. It's 6.51. We are live here. Uh, nothing pre-recorded except maybe some of those commercials. And uh, Padre Lou and Chick, they're out east. Um, I'm going to go join them later on with my sister and brother-in-law floating around out there with Nicholas and Juliana. <laughs> Um, Marianne and my children and my Dr. Chrissy and Dr. Lawrence are out there. My in-laws are out there. And I think Luke is taking the bus out there tomorrow. There could be a Johnny Beach sighting. Um, so we're pretty fired up. Now, Padre gave us a pretty simple libation. And sometimes simplicity is the best. I know he spoke to Diana today. Did you speak to Padre Lou today? I did. And tell me what the, what the general topic was. Well, actually, matter. we were talking about... Um the Maxwell oral argument that uh, will be Ghislaine. this fall. Ghislaine. Yes. And did you talk about Harvey yet, or you're not there with Padre yet? Um, not that, yeah. We're we did we touched upon it, but we're going to you know get right. back together on well, that. Well, Diana, shortly. we know um, you know when you get home tonight with your beautiful family. I know you like to have a little libation to unwind. So here's what Padre Lou's suggestion is: Ooh, you may have me. to pick up um, a, a bottle along the way because there's. Um, uh, there's a maraschino cherry liqueur that you need for this. Okay. And it's very simple. It is called the Cheritini. Cheritini. Mm. Now, you like cherries. I have cherries here in the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. you, cher are you, more, you lean more towards cherries or more towards strawberries? I think I like cherries better. Yeah, I'm a cherry guy. Johnny B, she goes cherry I or like strawberry? I like both, though. I like both, but what do you prefer? <laughs> oh, Johnny B, she's going watermelon. <laughs> okay, listen, we'll, we go with watermelon. So it's very simple. Three ounces gin. One ounce uh, maraschino cherry, and you make it like a martini, like you, you know, those glasses we have. You have to go slow with Diana. Can you put a little lemon in it? He doesn't have lemon. He has an actual cherry in here. And if I would go anything, I'd go with a lime. Okay. So you take the three ounces of gin, the one ounce of maraschino cherry, and you either stir vigorously or shake a la James Bond until it's very well chilled. Like you really want it to be chilled because it's going to be pretty warm uh, this weekend. You strain it out of that from that silver thing into your martini glass, and then you want to get one of your nice, plump, 
dark red cherries and pop it in there so it like kind of marinates a little bit. And um, you could sip it, savor it, and swallow it. Don't forget, you're going to pluck the cherry out by its stem and take a small nip of the succulent fruit. Because don't forget, there's a pit in the middle there. You don't want to get all pitted out. Savoring the cool, refreshing assertion of the flavor of Padre Lou's Cheritini. Sounds good. It is sound good. You know, I had a libation for lunch. Um, that was, yeah. Tell him about that. <laughs> so the law firm took out uh, Judge Lewis, uh, the newest member of the firm. We're going to make a big splash about that in September. To a nice lunch right here. What Diana likes to call Tommy Hilfiger's. <laughs> it's actually called Tommy Bahamas. Uh, you know that, right, John? She said that. Yeah, John, she says on the text, we're going to have lunch at Tommy Hilfiger's. So everyone's looking up like, is there a Tommy Hilfiger like around here that we don't know about? Of course, Tommy Bahamas is right across the street. But it was very good. It's called like the Marlin Bar or something like that. It was very good. But I, especially this time of year, there's two things. I, I, I mean, I love cherries. I have a whole bag of them in, inside. But I go with the cucumber and I go with the coconut. The cucumber drinks and the coconut drinks, I think this time of the year, are very like refreshing. What did you think of the coconut drink I had today? That was delicious. Was that a martini, too? Yes, yes. That was so... It's like all these coconut-based, uh, either vodkas or rums. Was that a vodka martini or a gin I, martini? Did you ask? No, it wasn't gin. It was definitely not coconut gin. It was, um, it was coconut, and there's like... You put coconut water in there. Oh. And... Actually, the the Malibu is is coconut, right? Sambolino is it Malibu rum. Is Malibu's that's coconut a rum? Yep, coconut right. Rum. That's coconut rum. Yeah. So I don't know what they made it with, but it was good. And they had that toasted coconut, flo- like actual toasted coconut flakes floating on the top. Um, well, it's been a week. I'm here with John Esposito. I'm here with Diana Fabi. John was in Atlantic City. Uh, I called him at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and he was feeling no pain. And I called him at 11 o'clock at night, and he was feeling no pain. I'm like, John, you've been feeling no pain for, for like like 10 hours? And he's like, no, actually, I slept from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., and I got up, and I'm back in round two. Uh, he had a great time. Which place were you at? The Borgata. Eh, high rollers. You know, that's what happens. You know, you're the boss. You pay everyone all these huge salaries. And Diana's taking off to Rhode Island. Johnny Beach in Atlantic City. And here I am sitting at the desk, <laughs> almost 7 o'clock, Friday night. I'm like the last guy here. I'm usually the last guy here. But you know what? I built this thing up from nothing. And I, it makes me very, very happy. But I'm very happy to look forward to seeing um, Arthur and Ariana. And then Lucas taking the, uh, the jitney out. And the whole family will be together, both sides of the family. I think I might see my buddy Eric Hatsumemos tomorrow out east. Maybe I'll see Judge Josh. A lot of blessings to uh, be thankful for. And next weekend, a week from tomorrow, tonight and tomorrow, I'm going to be with Matt Sambolino and his wife and his daughter and Joe Sibelia. And we'll tell you about that this week. If you guys have a little something to write down or take out your phone, Put down Monday's show. It's going to be a special show. I mean, look, I listen to talk radio. Even the guests I love, like Frank from Staten Island, I can't listen to every minute of every show. But Monday's going to be very informative, and uh, it's going to be special. So make a note to, to, to listen to Monday. You're going to hear a lot about the city uh, of New York. That's it. Sam Bolin, we good? We are good. All right, Diana, are we Okay. We're good. You're gonna do a little hip hop. You're gonna do a little Absolutely. fitty set. It's I'm your birthday. Listen to it this afternoon, uh, this weekend for you sure. You are. I think I will. I think I will. Oh my God! Here we go. 
There we go. Uh, me and Espo keep listening to Sinatra and Tommy Dorsey. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening this morning for four hours, tonight for an hour. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Spend some time with your family. Enjoy yourself. Have a great one. You know why? Because you deserve it. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.